You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. I'm declaring um, breakout today. There's a breaker anointing on you guys and on this church. You're breaking out. You're in a new day. What was coming down? I was out in the, ca- in the cafe admiring uh, Leo's coffee, but I was talking to someone and I just suddenly had a vision of like this, uh, looked like, I felt like it was giant storehouse in heaven. And, it, and I just sort of explode open. And I saw treasures being released. And I felt God say, that's for this church. I feel like God's going to unleash massive resources, but I feel like God's earmarked and mapped out inheritance for you, a massive inheritance. And, and it's like exploding out. There's a breaking out. Even in the worship that was coming through, you know, we're in an amazing prophetic season. You know, I've never known a time like this. I've been a Christian, as Leo said, we've known each other 20 years, so it gives away a little bit of, you know, time. <laughs> um, but um, I've never known a season like this. It's an amazing season. God is speaking of a season of upgrade, a season of open doors, a season of downpour and outpouring, of shifts in atmospheres. A lot of the time, God speaks to me about acceleration. We're in the last days of an acceleration of promotions in the Spirit. Saying this morning about the Spirit breaking up, but I believe there's promotions in the Spirit. I'm looking out, I'm seeing promotions in the Spirit. As never before, God is opening doors and He's speaking of a massive harvest like the world has never seen. And some Christians, they're kind of paralyzed. They're taking in a lot of the media. And in some ways, I mean, there is some persecution. It's hard to be a Christian in some ways. But God doesn't want us on the back foot. He's actually speaking more. He's actually speaking, be on the front foot. And we're breaking out. Don't be paralyzed. Don't be intimidated. The devil wants to intimidate and paralyze Christians. But God's saying, no, it's a time of breakout. And so my preach today is a lot about the prophetic season I believe we're in. Open doors and a new season, acceleration, upgrade. And, you know, we need to wear the new clothes of the new season. We can't wear the old clothes of the old season. I think when I met Leon and Christine, I might have been wearing the old Adidas Romes, you know. How good were they? They're bringing back some of those retro sneakers. You've got to pay like two grand for them now. What's going on? I should have kept them. Could have been a millionaire just from that. Um, but um, we need to change our attitudes, our beliefs, our mindsets, our expectations. Recently, I was in a meeting. I was hearing an awesome preacher. They were preaching, and I was exploding on the inside. And I was going, yes, yes. And I kind of looked like, everyone's like, what are you? And they're like, everything was exploding within me. And God was speaking to me about a new day, a new season. And I thought, yes, this is game on. But I looked around the congregation, and everyone's there like, same old, same old, same old, same old. See, they were still wearing the old clothes of the old season. They hadn't detected there was a shift in the season. And there's a shift in the season right now. I've never known a season like this. Open doors, acceleration, upgrade. And in the old season, there's been a time, I think, where many Christians have been mainly defending. I'm a cricket player, you know, defending Bat and play pad close together. Defending, holding ground. But it's time to advance and move forward and trust God for increase. To listen to the voice of God and ask Him. The season has changed. Lord, what do I need to do 
to partner with you in this new season. What do I need to do to partner with you in this new season? And when God says open doors, expect massive grace and increase. Can you say amen? I believe we need to understand that these are the end times and that there's a massive acceleration on the earth. The Jesus we are worshiping in these times is not the baby in a manger. It says in Revelation 1, Jesus has eyes like fire. Pure. I feel there's an anointing of purity on this church, by the way. Also felt that when I was in the cafe. Should hang out in the cafe more. A golden sash. King, priest, his voice like a waterfall. Not the baby in a manger anymore. You've ever been to a huge waterfall? I've been there in Africa and other places. Drowns out every other sound. He thunders. He thunders at the head of his army. Feet like bronze speaks of judgment. Seven stars speaks of power. Out of his mouth a double-edged sword. Warrior and judge. Face like the sun shining in all its brilliance. And when I saw this, I feel at his feet though dead, says John. This is the awesome Jesus of the end times. First and last, alive forever. He holds the keys of death and Hades. He's not meek and mild Jesus, but he's conquering king. The Jesus of Revelation is awesome. And this is the, the, the Jesus we serve. This is the Jesus we serve. And I feel like he, he, the nations are waiting. Cities are waiting. He's not on the back foot. He's not on the back foot. And I feel like we're rising with him in end times. I feel like there's an acceleration for us in end times to partner with this awesome, awesome Jesus. Can you say amen? Nothing is impossible to them that believe. I believe in this church you're going to see more and more. The impossible become the possible. Things that people say, oh, you can't do that. There's things that you're going to do. People are going to laugh at you. Go, come on. But all things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible. Even when you're on the streets and you're praying for people. My wife is praying for people in the mall this week. Actually getting those uh, sneakers. Getting a sneakers from a guy. And he, sorry? No, no, not, we weren't paying two grand. But um, the guy said he had, felt like he had to go to hospital. It's like in pain. So Sam was laying hands on him praying. We're seeing a lot of miracles in the marketplace. And I want to encourage you. I know you're, you're, there's a supernatural culture here. I just want to cheer you on. It's like well, when we cheer each other on, that supernatural culture is enhanced because we celebrate just when someone steps out. You know, we had someone in our church um, that just, just eating in the food court, leans across, says, is your name James? The guy goes, yeah, it is. And that's the, all you need because then, then God gives you more downloads. Some people are afraid to step out in the prophetic because they feel like they're going to make a mistake. Because people have told them, oh, no, you get stoned if you get it wrong. Well, stone the pastors, stone the teachers. You know, I'm just joking with you here. But <clears throat> there's grace in the New Testament. You can actually even make a mistake. Is your name James? No, it's not. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> but actually, people appreciate when you step out. They appreciate the love. And um, um, my wife, she was... Uh, in the gym the other day training someone and she had such a compassion for the person she was training and that person was suffering from depression. She could have said to that person, God loves you. But the Lord said to her, ask her about Ian. So my wife, ladies training, my wife says, excuse me, who's Ian? And the woman just looked shocked. She goes, how do you know Ian? 
Sam said, well, the Lord, Jesus just showed me. Jesus loves you. He showed me who is Ian. And this woman said, Ian's my best friend. So then Sam gets more downloads from God. It's like, Ian, God's put Ian in your life to bring you joy, to bring something, a richness into your life. He's been like a great friend. And God has put, he loves you so much, he's put this friend in, and your life starts to get downloads from God. This woman goes, that's unbelievable. Today is the third anniversary of our friendship. And Sam starts to minister the love of God to this woman. And she's touched. She's in shock. You would have, as would have seen this all the time. We have home groups. And when they left, the lady left the gym session, Sam said, say hi to Ian. But um, we have home groups where people come in. And um, their first time in home group, it's like, can we pray for your sore back? And they say, well, how do you know I got a sore back? This happened recently in the home group. It's like, can we pray for your sick parents? How do you know? Both my parents are sick and they live in India. Well, the Lord just showed us. This is the kind of vibe. This is the kind of thing. The person got saved, Hindu. Hindu got saved. Gave her life to Jesus. And um, just that supernatural culture. And I feel like more and more this church, book of Acts, New Testament, I feel like we're going to actually, because Jesus said even greater works. For some reason, this morning when I'm preaching to you, I just get impossible made possible. And I feel like that verse where it says, um, Jesus said, even more shall you do. We're just happy to do what he did. Like, we just look at that. That's pretty, I mean, if we can get to there. But, but I feel like for you guys, it's actually that scripture, even more shall you do. I feel that's for you guys. Even more shall you do in a supernatural culture. And so Revelation 3 and 4, I just want to, <laughs> where's that clock? Oh, yeah, there's the clock. I need the clock. Um, I want to preach on four doors out of Revelation. This is end times. This is acceleration. This is the awesome Jesus of the book of Revelation. If we can go to Revelation chapter 3. Possible made possible. Supernatural culture. Breaking out. Spirits breaking out. Revelation 3, 7. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. Wow, key of David. That just could talk for a few days about that. Key of David's here in this church. God's raising up the tabernacle of David in the last days. It has a lot to do with his end time program. He's doing that here. What he opens, no one can shut. Wow. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you an open door, GGC that no one can shut. Even this verse, I know that you have little strength, that you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Awesome verses. God has opened the doors for you and this church in terms of inheritance that no man can shut. Massive open doors. And they're doors set before you. And I feel like we need to take off old clothes. If, we're, if any of us are wearing those old clothes of an old season, Put on the new clothes of the new season with increased and raised expectation to say, God, I'm moving through massive doors in this season. I'm moving through, I'm coming up and I'm coming through massive doors in this season. Can you say amen? Doors in business. Doors into communities. Doors into nations. Praying to the open doors that God has set before you. God opens doors no man can shut. Have faith right now for huge open doors in the marketplace. Genesis 12, God blesses you, but you are blessed to be a blessing to others, your city, the nations. God's calling us to dream bigger. We heard that from Leon at the equip. 
God said to Abraham, look up and count the stars. Kind of reminds me of a Coldplay song, but I don't know if you... I don't know if they were thinking of Abraham when they wrote that. But um, Genesis 15, 5. I feel like today, have your look up and count the stars moment. Just look into vastness. Don't look at what have I got right now, where have I been going the last 20 years. It's like look into the vastness of God. There's a vast inheritance for you. Start with vastness. And... um. You know, in this season, I feel like God's doing major things in business. I feel like there's an acceleration in end times right now. He wants to release massive resources through us for his end time program. And so I'm in business, right? Um, got a business called The World Loves Melbourne. In Melbourne, I eat lots of great food. That's, and i got clients and things like that. But I'm also hooked up in technology. And um, I'm in a, a close contact with a guy that's got a world solution in technology. Potential of not just millions, but billions already advanced in contracts with some of the world's top companies. I've got a second friend with something similar. He's also a world leader in, he's, he's been on Wall, he's a Wall Street icon. I went to school with him. And uh, he's one of, he was one of the um, most well-known investment bankers in America, and uh, he lives in New York and Arizona. But um, he's also got a world solution in technology. And I actually hooked these guys up together. And uh, I feel like in that whole thing is the prophetic. I feel like, actually, I'm seeing new things in the prophetic in business, prophetic networking. I've actually been to functions where I connect people in the room prophetically, or I get connected prophetically to people. I even prophesy over people in, in the marketplace. I don't always say, thus saith the Lord, but, um, but I feel like God wants to open up markets to you. If you're sitting here today in business, I feel like God wants to open up markets to you. He wants to give people international, national significance. He wants to connect you globally in the business. I feel like he's opening the doors in business. He wants to release massive resources into the kingdom. He wants to give people here inventions. I know people that get uh, visions of inventions. I know a guy that goes off to pray, seeks God, and he gets serious inventions that translates into millions of dollars. Um, and he takes scriptures and, and God speaks to him through scriptures and gives him these insane inventions. But I, I just want to open our eyes today. You might be already doing this, but I feel like God's saying, raise expectation, open your eyes. Impossible can become possible. World business solutions. Yeah. When, that, when I was at the uh, Aussie Equip, um, I went to a meeting just before the last session of the Equip. And I was in the city, I was in this cool courtyard of one of Melbourne's best restaurants. And I was hanging with some of the movers and shakers in Melbourne. Um, and like and some people in international media, in business, um, some of the most well-known uh, restaurateurs, different movers and shakers. And they were all talking about their achievements. And I felt like God said to me, captivate your city. Like captivate these people. Like I'm captivated by their stories, but why doesn't the church captivate people? With the love of God, but we need to display what God is like in the marketplace in terms of fashion, in terms of design, in terms of social media. My friend was a worship leader in a church. Also, she doubles as a leader in social media in Australia. She interprets prophecies for people on social media and things like that. It's, it's insane what, what, what happens. Um, but then I came back to the equip and we were all in worship. We were prostrate on the floor. And I just saw us rising from that place. 
and leaving the equipment and going out and dreaming bigger than ever before. But not just dreaming in terms of church. Yes, church, through the church, always. But dreaming what we can do in the marketplace. What I can do in business. How I can captivate my city. Why not? Why, why not the Christians come out with the most amazing, brilliant thoughts and ideas and concepts and then have the courage to roll with it? Can you say amen? God has a vast inheritance for you. I wish I'd become entrepreneurial earlier. What's the story? I, I was comfortable working for an employer for a lot of my work life, but now I think more Christians should be, like you've got to hear from God. I'm not saying everyone should do this, but I feel like some people should step out more working for themselves. Because um, God gives us the ability to create wealth. Expectations shape our future. When God is doing something new, you need to adjust your expectations. God wants us to dream bigger in a wider kingdom context of how the church can impact society. And I feel like God's giving people here um, strategies for a release of resources. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. We bring the gospel to our spheres of influence, to disciple nations. Church, family, art, sport, business, media, education, government, the mountains, and the spheres of influence in our society. How can is, there are people here impacting education? Awesome. Educating, uh, sorry, um, impacting the media, social media maybe. Government, uh, art, sports, all these things. God wants his people in those places of influence. And God gave me a word earlier this year, influence the influencers. Because we become the culture carriers. We can bring a kingdom culture to these spheres of influence. Can you say amen? God is opening massive doors in the marketplace. God has a heartfelt intensity towards you. The repayment of God is here in the battle you have faced. The manifestation of his promises is upon you. Joy and gladdening of hearts. God is stirring up joy. The line of the tribe of Judah is roaring over the mountains of influence. Creativity is exploding from you. And God is calling out the creatives. I'm calling out the creatives today. And there's people that come into churches, they feel like they don't fit. They feel like they're misfits. God's calling out the misfits. Super creatives. We're all creative. We're all made in the image of God. Don't say you're not creative. But God's calling out the creatives. Use your expression for Him. It's, if it's in music, we've got a guy in our church, an awesome hip-hop artist. He's, 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 he's produced some awesome hip-hop songs. Hip-hop, you know? Going back the 20 years with Leo. MC Hammer. That's come a long way since then. That's why we pray. Um, Truth in my life is falling like the rain. So let the river run. Oh, that's what I was listening to this morning. Um, but Matthew 18, 28, 18 to 20, the Great Commission. God's calling out the creatives. This is the most creative generation the world's ever seen. Unleash your creativity for Jesus. Revival needs to touch society. You know what God's calling card is in the end times? I know we're going to see persecution, but Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us. Extreme favor is God's calling card in the end times. And make his face to shine upon us so that your ways may be known and your salvation among the nations. How are God's ways known? How is his salvation known among the nations? The kindness and goodness of God leads people to repentance. 
I believe this church is, has got that stamp, the kindness and goodness of God, miracles, signs and wonders. The goodness of God leads people to repentance, extreme favor. People come under a canopy when they come here. A canopy of a favor, they come under an umbrella of extreme favor, the, the sort of favor that makes people jealous. All right. Tyron speaks a lot about uh, your, the resources are for you on your mountain of his assignment. But what if your mountain is the fashion mountain? What if your mountain is the business mountain? You know what I'm saying? God wants to resource you on your mountain. If you're called to business, he wants to resource you there. If you're called to fashion, if you're called to design, he wants to resource you there. I even believe he assigns his angels as part of that on your mountain of assignment. And Isaiah 45 I had for you. I've never seen this before. I saw it in the KGV. I never read the KGV as such. But um, thus says the Lord to his anointed, Isaiah 45, 1 to 3, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors. Not just doors, but I saw in the KGV, it says double doors. I, I decree over you double doors. So the gates will not be shut. I will go before you, make the crooked places straight, break the pieces, gates of bronze, cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know I'm the Lord who calls you by name. And I, I just believe we need to claim the double doors of provision right now. God is speaking upgrade and breakthrough. And then in Revelation 3.8, the open doors seem to open at the point where he knows that you have but little power. See, I'm not just preaching a rah, rah, rah prosperity. I believe in prosperity because God does. But I know there's people that feel powerless or feel like they've got little power. This is for you. God's opening up massive open doors for people that feel but little power. You know you can't do it in your own strength, but that's good. When we are weak, He is strong. For people that feel powerless, God is showing up so strong right now in people's lives and in the nations. God's uh, favor is falling where there's been a fire in your life. Don't feel. We can all be vulnerable. But be encouraged to step out. We have everything we need. We're breaking ground for others. We have fullness of victory. Live your life with unshakable confidence. There's been a weariness come over some in the church. But God's weather forecast hasn't changed. Where the enemy has tried to destroy you, God will raise you up in that same area. He is the God of Ephesians 3.20. He's able to do much more. Then we ask, think, or imagine, because God keeps saying to me, dreams aren't big enough. He's doing, he wants to do more than we can imagine and ask. Lids are coming off. Ceilings are being lifted. What has held you will hold you no longer. Your unique expression is coming out. So dream big. This is a season of radical dreaming. Dreams for the marketplace. God is healing disappointment. He's using people where a fire has been through your life, like the burnt stones in Nehemiah. A new season of new opportunities. Yokes are being lifted, a season of rest and a season of soaring. Can you say amen? And then I just need to move along a bit, but door number two. Doors God shuts that are not good for you. He shuts doors that a man can open. I want us to get as excited about the shut doors as the open doors. Because there's doors in my life sometimes that need to be shut. It's like distraction, distraction, distraction. It's like shut the door, shut the door. Lord, shut the door. Shut the door. Slam the door on distraction. Battles I'm not called to fight. Well, I've got to meet everybody's needs. Sometimes, I mean, God calls me to meet needs, but not to be drained by 
meeting the needs of the whole world all at once. And you've got to choose your battles. Sometimes you need to shut those doors. Sometimes you need to shut the door on the good thing for the best thing. Sometimes our lives get so cluttered, we need to declutter. We need to have a spring clean. Get rid of all the junk. We need to have a garage sale of our lives. Get rid of all this extraneous. Sometimes our lives get so complicated. Um, but God speaks here in Revelation about shutting some doors that no man can open. I only think we need to pray that sometimes. Because there's been times God has, I think, shut a door in my life. But I'm trying to kick it open. I'm trying to resist. I, I've come a cropper even once buying a house. I, I just thought, I'm going to make this happen. Ended up in not a good place, but uh, you know what I mean? We just walk with the Lord. So that's door number two. We got that slide up. What's the next slide? Open the door of your own heart. Door number three. See, there's another door in Revelation. The door of our own hearts. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Do we all know that verse? If anyone comes in, opens the door. I will sup with him, will dine with him, and he with me. I, I've known that verse for years. I memorized it as a salvation verse. It's a great verse for salvation. But also, it's not just for salvation. It's here in Revelation. In the end times, God is knocking on the door of people's hearts in end times, on our hearts. And we hear the knock, we think there's a knocking. Knock, 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 knock. Who's the knocking? Is it coming from a plumber? Is it coming from upstairs? It's just a knocking. But then when you hear his voice, if any man hears my voice and opens the door, his voice is distinctive. And his voice is so beautiful. His voice is so encouraging. We open the door. He says, intimacy with me. We need intimacy with Jesus in these end times. If we're going to walk through massive open doors, it's in a context of intimacy. It's in the context of not being intimidated if I'm feeling powerless. Because he is all powerful. He's the Jesus of revelation. Well, the door of our own hearts. And that's up to us. We can pray and we can pray and we can believe. But God's looking for soft hearts. He's looking for teachable hearts. He's looking for tender hearts. Can you say amen? That's where we become a host. We host his presence. He gives us a promise. He's bringing revelation rain. He's bringing his glory. He's speaking right now about the attitudes of Philippians. You know, I've been going, doing a series on Philippians. And, I, and people think, well, you know, if you're servant-hearted and you're humble and if you have an attitude like Jesus, you'll get really blessed. And that's a, that's a secret to success. But I feel like God's saying, actually, you're already blessed. And actually, there's massive favor on you right now. And for you to be able to walk in that massive favor and not just fall, fly apart... You need those attitudes of Philippians. It's, it's the other way around. It's like we need humility to walk in the massive increase God is putting on us. We need servant hearted. We need all these things that Jesus, servant, Jesus didn't regard equality with God something to be grasped. We're not grasping in our rights in an arrogant way. But to contain this blessing, we need to walk in the attitude of Philippians. Can you say amen? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door. Next slide. An open door in heaven. An open door in heaven. We're excited about tonight. Open heaven. But see, it says here, an open door in heaven. Open heaven. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. Four doors of revelation. There's a door open for you, GGC, in heaven. There's a door open for you in heaven. Heaven to earth. On heaven. Oh, sorry, on earth as it is in heaven. 
It says it's standing in heaven, not moving. Permanently standing open in heaven, an open door. All heaven is open. And heaven is particularly open to the man or woman that's been through fire. And, and the Lord says in Revelation 4.1, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. And I believe we're in a time of increased prophetic perception. I feel like there's an eagle eye anointing on this church, prophetic anointing on this church for prophetic perception, a seer anointing on this church. I feel like God is saying, open heaven, come up here, draw away from the busy life even here, uh, here in Sydney and I know in Melbourne as well. We can do it. We can have these times with the Lord. Even I was in the cafe, the Lord gave me a vision. I feel like part of our daily walk with God is to come up here for Him to show us things. And I want us to establish that um, the highest form of fellowship is being with Jesus. And even though He might give somebody a Lamborghini, he might, oh, oh, that's great. But God's pouring out a massive favor and increase resources, all that thing. All that. But you need to establish right now the highest thing in this life and creation is fellowship with Jesus. No matter how many millions you earn, no matter what He um, promotes you into, it will always be fellowship with Him is the, the highest thing we can have on this earth. We need to establish that in our hearts. Can you say amen? We are in a season of radical suddenlies. We're in a season of radical breakthroughs. People are rediscovering their powerful identity, influencing and impacting a sphere of influence as never before. God is into upgrades. We're seeing fresh expressions from a loving Father, increased signs, wonders, and miracles. And God is saying today, explore your kingly anointing. And I just decree open doors over this church today. I decree acceleration over this church and over your life today. I speak upgrade over you today. I speak the old clothes gone and the new clothes of a new season are on you. I decree a miracle provision today. I decree the storehouses of heaven exploding open and the treasure released. I decree supernatural manifestations in the marketplace. And I speak end times anointing and new wine. I keep getting every time I pray for this church. New wine, new wine. He's pouring out new wine through this church. New wine. I get it all the time when I pray. And I decree massive harvest over you guys. So let's run, let's shake off the clothes. Let's tear off the clothes of the old season. Throw them away and put on the new clothes of the new season. Let's believe the impossible to make possible. Say amen. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.